Hello and welcome to episode 10 of First Geek 411. I'm Cameron Franklin. With me as always is my co-host, a Filipino Fez, Chris Nicolay. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing good. And we have a surprise. For the first time ever, we have a guest all podcast long. Would you like to introduce him, Chris? Yeah, so currently in my bedroom with me is a very old friend of mine, Craig Mujo, also known as Tungsten Phoenix. You could find him on Twitter and wherever, things, wherever else you can find him on social media, pretty much everywhere. But um, I, I probably won't friend you on Facebook. Twitter's Twitter's kind of my my professional, like social media account, I guess. Which makes sense. Like I don't yeah. I want random random people on Facebook. Yeah, pretty much. Whatever those platforms are. Yeah. And plus, like nobody uses Facebook professionally. Like that's your personal space. Yeah, that should be at yeah. least. So. Yep. Um, yeah. So Twitter at Tungsten Phoenix. Craig, how do you know Chris? Uh, well, this little kid came to my school one day when we were in like second grade because i think his school got shut down or he moved or something i don't know i don't remember the story but uh yeah but, no, basically we went, we went to school with each other since like second grade secretly i actually school. burned my old school down so i had the transfer i'm pretty sure you shouldn't have that on a recording that's gonna be posted <laughs> for people sorry i'm i'm the editor i can cut things out and no, I did not. actually. You mean by that? But by that, you mean leave me. them in. Hey, hey, I like I like to spread uh, legends I, I like, <laughs> about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I met Craig in in grade school. Uh, we were in Cub Scouts together too for a little bit. You were in Cub Scouts? Yeah. I don't Apparently together. <laughs> Man, apparently I'm not memorable enough for that. But very cool. So you said Tungsten Phoenix. How else do you like to spend your time? Um, well, first and foremost, I'm a husband and a father. And that's how I at least try to spend my evenings. Um, then the rest of the time, I'm a lifelong student. And I mean that in the worst possible way <laughs> that I've been in educational systems <laughs> for far, far, far too long. And, um, and then the rest of my time is dedicated to streaming. Or attempting to stream. Yep. Where can people find your stream? Uh, you can find us on Twitch at No Plan B. Uh, it's N zero P L A N B. Um, <clears throat> the the idea is that we're we're a stream team. We're we're a bunch of we're we're all friends. We went to college together, and on Monday nights we stream as a team, and then kind of to expand the uh, channel. I've been streaming daily at least trying to stream daily uh usually in the morning somewhere between 9 to 11 and then sometimes in the afternoons around 2 30 to 3 o'clock or 2 30 or 3 o'clock to about five those are mountain time yeah, right mountain time mountain standard yep and we'll include all that information in the show notes uh so you can find them yep. and hopefully we'll have some affiliate links up maybe yeah. down the road um on our website so what are some of the geeky things you like to do, Craig? Uh, maybe on your stream or elsewhere? Um, well, stream is usually pretty solidly dedicated to video games. Um, not a lot really comes up other than that because, you know, you play a game and that's kind of where the focus lies. What kind of video games specifically? Well, right now, um, <laughs> right now I've been going through a little bit of a shooter phase. 
actually, well, there was a there's a day I was organizing. Craig, your life show. is a shooter phase. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I had a really long League of Legends phase, and during that time, I'm like, I'm a real gamer. I'm not like those people who just play Call of Duty all day. And now I'm like one of those people who plays Call of Duty all day. <laughs> except for, I except for it's not Call of Duty, it's not so Call that's of Duty. a plus. It's literally everything <laughs> except Call of Duty. Literally everything <laughs> except Call of Duty. And CSGO. Uh, not because I don't like CSGO. I just haven't actually ever played it. And it tends to be oversaturated mm. in the stream world. Not like every other shooter isn't. But... Um, so right now I'm kind of going through a shooter phase. It's also that shooters tend to be more multiplayer friendly. And since we've got a whole yep. team of people playing, you know, we, we want to try and find games that at least, you know, four or five of us can play together at the same time. Ideally six more if we can swing it. <clears throat> but six tends to be the kind of cutoff. We all started with uh, Destiny. We started as a clan uh, for Destiny. And then it kind of evolved from there. So you can kind of blame that. Hey, Destiny wasn't bad, but we actually talked about that last week um, with Destiny 2 um, getting a little more information yeah. last week. Um, we were just curious about it and talking about, like, we hope they don't launch it the same way they did Destiny or do the do launching it the same way and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Are you looking forward to, to that game? Okay. <clears throat> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying that I... I'm getting up started on a rant. Yeah, he did. Sorry. Um, I did it on uh, purpose. Started early. So I, I bought Destiny okay, you 1. Got, you got two okay, minutes. I bought Destiny 1 hook, line, and sinker like day one. I, I We bought it. We all bought it day one. Me too. We were going to play it all together. We played it all together. We played it all the way through to Rise of Iron. So two hours. <laughs> I looked Zing. Up, shoot, what did I look it up? I looked it up my hour count actually one time. And I think it was like somewhere around two months solid of gameplay into Destiny. Ugh. I have, as as a day one adoptee of Destiny, I have so many bones to pick with Bungie and Activision over everything that they did to us. Especially on the Xbox. Especially on the Xbox. Oh my god, especially on the okay. Xbox. Okay, so we're, we're both PlayStation players. What happened on the Xbox? Yeah, so you guys got the really good end of the deal with Destiny. Um, we didn't get... So you guys got console-exclusive strikes. Fortunately, no raids. Oh. Nobody, we'd like, we probably would have boycotted if there was a raid. Weapons, gear, um, and I think a, I think the strikes included some story a little bit. Not much, but just enough to kind of piss people off. Um, every mm. single expansion. Every single expansion there was console exclusives for PlayStation that Xbox didn't get. Now, the idea was that after a year, which is a really freaking long time in a game, develop, yeah. in a game like at all, period, any game, that's a really long time to begin with. After a year, Xbox was supposed to get it. They only fulfilled that promise on the very first uh, exclusives, the the launch exclusives. Every other one, they didn't mm. really, they didn't really fulfill that promise. I think it took them way over a year for most of what they did bring, and I think there were still a couple things that we never actually saw on Xbox. At least I stopped playing before we saw. Yeah. I know another one of your gripes was that uh, when they released the expansions, that they are essentially cheaper than the original game, and yep. and like and you, it came and you with came everything with, before. Yeah, so like, it came with everything. So if you were an early adopter, 
you end up paying, you know, grand total oh, yeah. lifespan, I think you probably end up paying somewhere around $200. And I know a lot of people have said, well, you know, you, you pay for the experience of being there first. And there's a lot of things that you get to experience right. as a year or a day one adopter that the new people will never get to experience. And you're right, but not all of that stuff was good. Like, uh, right. like an ex- just an example experience, you know, um, the first raid of Destiny, which a lot of people actually have never been able to play because they don't have a full team to raid or they're unwilling to go find one. Um, the Atheon fight actually had some really good tactics that you could do. If you position people in a certain spot, those people would every single time get teleported over to another part of the planet map or whatever to do a specific task mm-hmm. and then they come back and so for the longest time we're like okay we can we we know exactly how this works certain people will train to do this certain people will train to do that everybody will be really good at their job and then we will get this done and it worked and it was <laughs> tactical and it was beautiful and we all felt really good because we were working in synchronicity and then Bungie was like you know what that's not how we want you guys to be playing this game so screw you it's <laughs> random now Oh, <laughs> and so we've got three people yeah. at least who have never gone to the other side of the map, and we're like, we have no idea what we're doing. And so the first, there was, so you know, it changed what we'd gotten down to like probably a forty-five minute raid, back up to an hour and a half, just training people to get <laughs> figure out what we're supposed to be doing. It yeah. was a freaking nightmare, and it that. was a big middle yep. finger to the players. It felt like, and that's just one thing. There was a lot of little things like. That's kind of the, the story of Destiny, is it wasn't one big yeah. thing that Bungie did to piss off It wasn't really even players. Bungie. It wasn't necessarily Bungie. You, well, uh, once the game like, was released, it was mostly Bungie. But yeah, but like it, from the start, from the release, it, like everything that the game was supposed to be was changed. Well, once... yeah, that's a whole. Well, that's, yeah. that's almost an entire different yeah. rant in and of itself. Yeah. But you know, it, it was all a bunch of really little things that just piled up and got to be too much for a lot of us year one players so yeah. i mean i was there too so i mean you know yes i'm still gonna play destiny 2 i'm so invested in it that i can't question not. is are you gonna buy it on launch i'm definitely not pre-ordering and i'm super not getting it's like any... if i have money on launch day i'll go to game exactly and probably but get I'm, it not, I'm not pre-ordering and i'm not hell. buying any special editions or anything like that in fact Sorry. honestly i'm not even gonna go i'm not even gonna go get a disc version i'm gonna get the digital I've even considered maybe waiting until the first DLC or two come out just because I know exactly how they play this game now. Yeah. And I don't really expect um I don't expect them to make the same kind of mistakes that they made year one, so I don't think I'll actually miss out on much okay. for Destiny two if I if I if I'm not a day one adopter. But uh I don't know. It honestly well no, if I'm really, really honest I'll probably get it day one, and so will all the rest of the team, and we'll start streaming it day one because I kind of want to try and be on the front lines of that. That's the one thing about being a streamer is sometimes you have to put your personal feelings aside to do what's right for your business. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's your kinda business. Depends. Like it's you... your business. You can play how you want, but exactly. that's how I that's how I and feel about I it. I feel like, like if you're, as feel... a streamer, like you're picking like if you're picking major titles, I think. I don't know. It's so it's so well, it's a, anyway, it is it is really contested, but we're also really yeah. good. And it's, guys, let's go on and get in yeah. um, to the show yeah. before we spend sorry forty five minutes on destiny. Why not? Why not? But I, yeah. Yep. So thanks, Craig, for joining us this week, yeah. and we're excited to have you as we give everyone updates on what's happening this weekend. NBD, it's exciting to be here. 
Yeah. So let's start off um, with our video game segment. Um, we got some a couple of big releases coming out this week. One is um, Halo Wars 2, which is the Halo RTS. Um, Craig, did you ever play those since you're yeah, apparently I now never, the Xbox guy? I never actually did play any of the Halo Wars. Oh, no, I played like an, I played like five minutes of Halo Wars 1, but I'm not a big RTS person. I like RTSs, but I don't know about Halo Wars. I didn't play the first one, but there's a couple of people on No Plan B who are really, really excited for Halo Wars. I don't know. Too. RTSs are great, mm-hmm. especially for teams too. I think like might be yeah. something considered streaming. It was that there's been discussion. There has been discussion about it. But yeah. Uh, what else do we got? Yeah. Then we also got Psychonauts in the Rumbus of Ruin. Which is a VR game that's supposed to bridge the gap between Psychonauts one and two. Um, Psychonauts was like a character platformer that was very like psychology based. Um, I think it came to the original Xbox. I could be wrong on that. I think you're right. That sounds right, but yeah. Um, again, I also didn't own an original Xbox, but yeah, neither did I. Right, and, and I don't remember if it got ported elsewhere eventually, but I think that's where well where it started. Um. And then, yep, original yeah, so those Xbox are really the, the 2005. Yeah, so those are the two big things uh, coming out this week. But as our listeners know, every week we do a video game description. Um, we're contractually obligated to do one. And so um, this week, Craig is going to take care of that for us. Are you ready? I'm, I am. I <coughs> am. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. It's all you. So, this week, the description is for Seabed Prelude on PC. Release date of February 24th, 2017. Seabed Prelude utilizes VR technology to provide the realistic feeling of being underwater, captaining a bathyscape... Scafe? Scafe? <laughs> captaining a bathyscape through a post-apocalyptic DC deep sea landscape featuring tangential learning progress by playing notes on a powerful pipe organ correctly in order to advance from station to station and uncover the dark plot hatched by the constructors in campaign mode you can progress to various stations by playing color-coded notes successfully as they float through an immersive aquatic environment (laughs) so this game looks super quirky it's it's a music genre game (laughs) And I don't know how anything connects to each other. <laughs> and Or what a bathyscape is. is it, I'm assuming some type is. of ship. But why is there an organ on there? And why is that organ necessarily necessary for advancing through anything? Power of music, Chris. <laughs> it's the power yeah. of music. The power of music compels you. Does it? Does it? Does it? Don't get me wrong. I love music. But... <laughs> But that just explains kind of like why that's the uh, quirky description <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah. And so, and it's published and developed by Mythic Owl. Mythic Owl. So. That's cool that's studio it. name. Um. But yeah, that's so that that's, covers our releases uh, for the week. Um. Yeah. Great Let's reading. For some news. Thank yeah. you. But on to yeah, some news. Um, are you, either of y'all still playing Pokemon Go? <laughs> <laughs> Craig was super into it, especially when he went to Oregon for a weekend. And but I I haven't touched it since I don't know 
it's so release frustrating. Since like a month. I live like 30 minutes out of town. There's nothing where oh. I live. There isn't. You can't see a Pokestop or a gym anywhere on the map from where I live. And one of our, or a couple of our teammates, in, or actually most of our teammates live in Portland. And mm-hmm. one of them, Typhlosion, he. Uh, he can play in his house, and he'll he he's captured a Blastoise in his house, and Man. like he'll he can't just in chat he just spams chat right now with Pokemon Go stuff, and I'm like, I'm never gonna get to play this game, and he doesn't have to leave his yeah. bed, and I'm like I'm done with this. I'm yeah, so they need to do some balancing because like it's so disadvantageous like if you live in less populated areas yeah. and stuff, and um, yeah. once I realized that being around water doesn't necessarily spawn water Pokemon. No, it doesn't. No. Like, I went out to our, like, local lakes and nothing. Like, oh, screw that. I'm thing. done. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but, well, Pokemon Go got 80 new Pokemon from the from um, Gold and Silver Johto yeah. region, and so I know some of our youth group guys, are st- uh, people, are still playing Pokemon Go. Um, we actually just got back um, this morning from a trip, and so they were really enjoying walking around um, a new area catching new Pokemon, but yeah, that's super cool. Um, like I'd be, I don't know, maybe I just went way too hard when it first came out because I went really freaking. You did hard. go really hard. Like, I want, hard. Yeah, I was kind of in that same boat too. And, like I was the number one person in our entire like in our county for like wow. first three four weeks. But no, uh, actually, have you heard of Pokemon Duel? Yeah, we yeah talked about yeah that we actually talked okay, about yeah. it. Um, it's actually thanks to you back. because he saw. You you mentioned something about it on Twitter, so he checked it out. Yeah, Duel Duel's kind of taken yeah. Go's spot for me because it's actually accessible, <laughs> and it's I, yeah. I find it to be a lot more fun and enjoyable. So, are you playing um, League Play for that? I had been. Um, Do you know what your rank is? I haven't actually played in like. Have you played the storyline? No, I'm working on the story. So I've been I've been <laughs> going back and forth. Apparently, there's a story play and story. Yeah, <laughs> the story is actually really good too. Um. I've been going back and forth. I think I'm in the 1400s right now. I don't remember what specific rank that okay. is, but that's you, my... You'll get there. Yeah, have well, you... and it hasn't helped that I haven't played... Um, so you haven't like been awarded the Crystal so. Tower yet? No. Because that is quite the gift. No, I super haven't. Um, and you sell that when you get it. Because our... you don't want to pay taxes on that. <laughs> One of our teammates, actually, <laughs> Player 5, he's been going hard on Duel, and he is now something like 2,000 in the world yeah i'm i'm 1900 right now dang nice so my biggest uh, gripe with duel was like you i ran out of space and then i didn't you know what to do buy with more i don't want to yeah, buy space you either buy more or sell yeah. stuff sell your sell your figures and stuff yeah i didn't like or that like or because use them so to level up to begin with it's not like it's like i hit it and then i was like oh and i didn't know what to pick and choose it's so small it's like 60 yeah, it's you can ridiculous. have sixty yeah. figures. I mean, the wallet before, you and that doesn't that out. that includes like your little level up. But like, there's a lot of stuff. characters you're never gonna use. Like once you start building a team, right? That's why you just fuse them. Yeah. You just toss them. Exactly. Like they're like, that's the good thing about like it's kind of like in I mean a lot of mobile games where you have rarity, you just keep the rare ones. Exactly. And so in this and case, no it's auto the EXs. Feature, though, like, God, I yeah, you can sort. I started at no, I mean such like the right time that like I've you actually have to play every battle. No, you can get AI tickets. Actually, and that's how you—that's oh. how you level up better. Like once you like, you can reach a skill cap of yourself where you're like, I don't really know how to play any better than this. You use your super AI or use your AI tickets to engage a super AI, and then pay attention to how it plays, 
and then adapt that oh, okay. to your playstyle, and that makes you better. Yeah. yeah, I'm still playing heroes. Yeah, I'm all. Yeah, about I'm that playing heroes emblem. too. I've only got time for one, and not even. <laughs> times, so. Well, yeah. So well, that's what you Go get for having Pokemon a kid. Duel, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but the kid's so much funner. Um, we got some Final Fantasy news. Got a yeah, we do. Things, uh, are you excited about this? I'm excited about several things that we're going to talk about now, or for just from news from Square in general. Um, yeah. Which one do we, we want to start? MMO, or do we want to start with uh, some? Square yeah, let's start off with MMO. We got okay. a a trailer for Stormblood, which right, is the new so. Final Fantasy 14 trailer. Yeah, the new. Chris, why are you excited about this? Class? What class is it? Only one of my favorite classes ever to exist: the samurai, and. I'm probably going to jump in back on this thing again. I still need to max level like my ninja and stuff as well. So, uh, hmm. I'm, yeah, uh, this thing, the trailer looks pretty awesome. Uh, see, I liked, I liked Final Fantasy 14 because the gameplay was active, like essentially depending on the classes you picked. I started off with monk. Yeah. And you actually have like run around and like beat your positioning matters for you getting damage bonuses and yeah. stuff. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, and we've been playing some Neverwinter, and that kind of falls in that same yeah, category. Like where you're actually moving around, mm-hmm. and like you could like because you move, you're moving around. Where Final Fantasies is an older mechanic and a lot more populated, so you can't necessarily do it on the level that like Neverwinter has, like where you can like literally move far enough away before they attack, like in middle of their attack that yeah. they miss. Whereas if they're just if you're being attacked, it's in other MMOs like Final Fantasy, it's just math based it's like oh that was a miss that was a yeah. hit and they're like chasing after you but and then, then there's i'm from a pvp perspective there's a benefit to both of those yeah like like you want your attacks that like you know what if this happens it's guaranteed to happen and then you want your stuff that's you know what that's skill based league of legends did a good job with that yeah. so like where there are some skills that are dodgeable some that aren't yeah so. Exactly. But with uh, the new Stormblood, it looks like we're getting an expanded map again, which is good because I want to explore more when I do play. Um, and so the, yeah. the samurai they're showing is very Auron-esque, which Yeah, I thought that uh, too. That robe is very... Yeah, very, very much so. Like the baggish and yeah, the big heavy uh, katana versus the more slender looking realistic ones. But I mean, but even then, it's still not like an Orin doesn't use a katana. Well, yeah, he like, does. That's his what is it's very called. much. I mean, yeah, but it's not really a katana. Right, it's a fantasy weapon. But I mean, like that's that's right. that's essentially his um, what his martial arts would be would be uh, closer related to the art the samurai. Like using yeah. a two-handed sword, and they do call it a katana. Granted, it's not completely modeled after katana, but the martial art he uses right. to utilize the weapon would be, yeah, more along those lines. Yeah, Orin's sword is much more of like a great sword than it is a like just a big sword. <laughs> not, it's not Buster sword by any means. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, like the lore behind it, his swords are are definitely based on katana's lore. Like you have Masamune yeah. and Murasame. And very yeah. very famous Japanese swords. Yeah. Is uh Final Fantasy fourteen free to play? It is not. It is subscription based still. Okay. One of the few remaining. It's them and and uh Wow are still yeah, subscription based. Um, yeah. 
ESO is free. You just have to buy the game. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I, think so I wasn't sure if that's... I didn't, I didn't know if that was the model that Final Fantasy fourteen had gone to, whereas you just bought the expansions and then you were good to go or what? Yeah, unfortunately, like, it was at the time, like, of their last expansion, It was, like, they were expecting it to, um, to be, uh, so, but to them to go free-to-play, because that's the nature of, like, that's where a lot of the MMOs were going, but they opted yeah. not to, and, I mean, I'm okay with it, because it keeps them funding, and that's why they're able to do more expansions and stuff, and I think it keeps, yeah. keeps things pretty and allows them to grow more, like, I don't know. Craig obviously has no thoughts. He doesn't play MMOs nope. outside of Destiny. Yep. <laughs> if it's not an MMO with guns, he's not Which interested. Count. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is an MMO in a sense that it is a multi, massive multiplayer online game. But it. I mean, if you want to talk strictly MMO, I play League of Legends. Well, that's not really an MMO though, because it's not a world. It's a MOBA. It, it, it is an oh, arena yeah, where you are teaming up and entering a world, and then you're like, but yeah. you're you yourself aren't. Like your character, right? Um, but yeah, so that's Final Fantasy fourteen. But we also got some screenshots for Final Fantasy seven and the game that you're looking forward to. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts three and the Final Fantasy seven shots. I think is supposed to reveal the first boss. Yeah, or one of the first scorpion. big bosses. The big giant red guard scorpion, and it looks intense. Although, like it, yeah. like it very much still looks like. You know, well, okay. Yeah, it looks like I kind of imagined it. Like, like it maintains its constant shape, like its shape of the original, but obviously with much better graphics. Mm-hmm. And that is what I like to see. <laughs> yeah, there's something that I want to call your attention to, Chris, and that's if you look um, in the bottom left at the menu for the Final Fantasy VII picture, and then scroll down to the Kingdom Hearts, they are almost identical. Like they both say command. They both have four th- four things okay. slotted. Yeah. Um. And so I'm really curious if Final Fantasy VII Remake will be taking the Kingdom Hearts combat style. And so we saw them kind of do that with Final Fantasy XV, where it was a very watered down version. Well, which is what we're expecting. The... We know it's not going to be the traditional turn based, um, right kind of more strategy-esque turn-based combat system from the original seven because they said it's not it won't be the real-time action yeah they said it's going to be a forget how they worded it make um and that right like i i've talked about it being more like probably going to be more similar to final fantasy 15's combat system or whatever because like the timing of it just made sense where they announced it saying like now that final fantasy 15's like essentially game system is complete now we can remake seven use it utilizing that system right it's kind of what i alluded to but uh potentially yeah being more kingdom hearts-esque too like with the in terms of what the i'm curious we'll eventually get a trailer of actual combat and so yeah i'm excited for that this does look and i think that you can correct me if i'm wrong chris they've said that each episode is going to be like its own rpg right right like time length wise yeah, so everyone, every yeah, each episode is going to be a full RPG game, is what they're saying. So we should be seeing more expanded content in terms of like, because I, to me like, so they said uh, they're doing three games. They're going to do three episodes. 
I believe. Yeah. So I'm assuming that each disc from the original is getting its own episode, but you're also there if each episode is also going to have. So we're going to see a lot more uh, like exploration. I'm assuming of this world and more side missions out of it. Yep. Or just more difficulty to make it to lengthen it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm really curious how they'll approach it. Like, will it be three separate video games when it comes to like being in your library, or will it be one video game that you then just go through each chapter, kind of like Telltale? Um, there's their like Walking Dead series and stuff like that. Will it be that the way, way with one game with multiple chapters? Like or? Every episode is its own game, right? And then obviously, I'm assuming you'll port game data from episode to episode but yeah each episode is supposed to be it's full feature length though like they're saying 40 hours yeah which is a lot but i also put a lot of time into final fantasy 7 like 100 plus hours originally. right and that's that's something that's interesting for the time commitment which i i bet craig puts you way out of ever playing this game um since you have a kid but like <laughs> If each one is like a minimum 40 hours, like that's 120 hours just to go through the game. Yeah, but that's also like if you're buying them as they come out, they're guaranteed at least a year apart. That's not, I don't know. That's not, the time commitment to that would not turn me off to it as much as, I'm sorry, it's, is, was it turn-based? No, it's. It's some sort of real time. It's, yeah, we're assuming the battle system is going to be some type of real time now um, as a change. The original was a turn-based battle system. I don't know. If it intrigued me enough, I, I would look at it. At the I, I'd recommend Craig check this one out. Like uh, His uh, original introduction to Final Fantasy was essentially 13. Yeah, for the most part. Super linear, and it kind of turned him off from it, but... I mean, I'll yeah. always <laughs> recommend seven and like welcome to Final Fantasy like, Thirteen. Yeah, the mid like seven and nine, <laughs> I always recommend to people. Um, if if especially like if your introduction was thirteen, it's like yeah, that's not the best one to come into. Yeah. Um, not that thirteen was a terrible game, but it wasn't as Final Fantasy like it wasn't like the rest of Final Fantasies where you have a big open world aspect and like some exploration as like aspects to it whoa 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 chris final fantasy 13 had an open world just it just you took know. you 25 hours to get there yes yeah, see that's that and then i was told I was you could told also to... bypass it <laughs> completely <laughs> i was told to give it eight hours and if i didn't like it i could stop and i was like okay it's been eight hours and this is ridiculous i'm done yeah yeah i mean they, uh, they were I, I enjoyed the story of the plot lines of them but like that's all it was like the entire game was just go through the plot I mean, and there's there's a, there's both sides of there's benefits to a linear story versus an open world story, and I I'm one of those people that thinks we need both in video games. Yeah, I agree yeah. with both, but like but. it was more so that that's not what Final Fantasy is known for. So you go in with a completely different expectation into playing a linear story, and it's like that's not what, like if you would have called it something else, Square, it probably would have been better received. Well, and there's a way like, to if it do wasn't right. a Final Fantasy game there's a way to do a linear story progression without it literally being a hall you walk down, run into monsters, beat them, walk further down the hall. Beat the oh yeah. Monsters. Yeah, that's true. Like it was just, I mean, really and we can talk about poorly. it later, but 
Yeah. That, like Uncharted does that really well. Yeah, exactly. But Uncharted has a very linear story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, exactly. Well, um, let's see. Let's go on. Um, let's stick with some RPG stuff. Um, Bethesda has said that they're working on three new games. Um, two of which are, they, they use the word classic Bethesda games. Um, so probably open world, <laughs> um, Fallout or Skyrim-esque, maybe Fallout and Skyrim. Um, I'm, I'm assuming like, they, could be, like, like, they've got to be at least working on the next Skyrim, right? They've got to be working on Valen. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Six uh, has to be in some stage. If they're going to finish it stage, in yeah. like four years, yeah, they've got to have it somewhere like in yeah. development, you know? Um, at like, least conceptually. Like, we hope at least like that everyone's hoping that they're at least they're, they're developing the concept for it somewhere along the lines. We hope yeah. it, maybe they're, they're developing the system for like the, the engine for it right now, but we'll see. Um, I really hope Elder Scrolls. And, yeah. and then the last game, the mobile game or the third game is a mobile game. And they said it's going to be unique to the space, just like fallout shelter was. Did y'all, either of y'all play fallout shelter? Did not. I did not. Did you? I played a little bit of it. Um, I kind of just got bored. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a base builder, wasn't it? Like where you're trying to like make sure. Yeah, all it's, your... it's basically you're building a fallout or you're building a shelter. And you're trying to keep everyone happy. That's being housed in the yeah. said shelter, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're trying to get electricity, food. You're leveling up people. You can send people out to explore the wilderness. But the problem that I got to was like if you build and eventually get to a certain spot death claws just come and attack constantly and like i could repel them it was just like it was just so often that i was like well i don't need to play this much. like i'm having to hamper my base or just deal with a death claw attack every 15 minutes and i was like well i'm just done mm-hmm. but i also don't feel like fallout shelter was unique to the space like i've played other games like that before but maybe what they mean I don't, I don't know. know. It's unique for a Bethesda game to the space. That could be it. Like, it's not but. like you're, it has the Fallout name in it, but it's not a Fallout, like, you're not playing Fallout, you know? Kind of. Yeah. Maybe they've got something that you Maybe that's what do. they mean. I don't yeah, I mean, they, hopefully they do. Yeah. But it's so hard to get a new genre, I guess. Especially, like, thinking. in terms of. When I hear unique to the space. Platform, it's like, there's not much that I want to do, like, when I'm playing games on my phone. That's why I like the turn-based, like the strategy turn-based, like from for Fire Emblem, is because it's a game that, like, it's hard to balance that where it's a game you could jump on and play, or it's also one that you could play for longer periods. Um, right. I just hope for no stamina. Like <laughs> that's always the thing that bothers me about mobile games. I mean, but. if you're gonna charge people for the game, then you could eliminate stamina. So I would kind of wish they would have done that with Fire yeah. Emblem Heroes, but. Yeah. At the same time, free to play, you have to monetize it somehow, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Fallout Shelter was monetized, but the game itself was free to play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there wasn't cool. there wasn't a stamina. There wasn't anything like that. That's one of the things I like actually about Pokemon Duel, is that PvP doesn't use your stamina. And so, you can always play PvP either in the league or in the room matches oh, yeah, and yeah. never actually run out of stamina. So, but 
that's that. We'll see. Um, I would imagine we'll hear something about at least one of these three games at E3. Yep. And so, yeah, let's see. We also got a, a trade. Yeah, we hope a game, or a trailer for a game called Redeemer. Um, that is a Diablo esque, like beat 'em up, I guess. Yeah. So you're like action RPG. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. So there, the, the, what it has on the video is, if you've ever wanted to play an action RPG as a buff monk with a hammer and a gun with close-up executions, Re- Redeemer might be for you. <laughs> so, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it Path looks of interesting. Exile is Diablo-esque type game and super popular. Um, the trailer for this yeah. looks really awesome and looks better made than path of exile so i like that idea (laughs) yeah so here's my understanding like when diablo 3 came out some of the hardcore fans were upset that diablo 3 wasn't hardcore enough and for those people path of exile filled that niche (laughs) i think it's mostly there wasn't a pv like major pvp aspect i mean i don't know i mean i know that was a big complaint that i heard when the game was out is it didn't it felt like they weren't it wasn't faithful to Diablo 2. Well, it wasn't supposed to be faithful to Diablo 2. It's faithful to Diablo series. Well, <laughs> yes, and now we're getting this is basically the same argument as with Final Fantasy 13. Oh, okay. It's what happens when fans' expectations are different than developers' vision. But um and so this game looks like almost like they made Diablo 3 instead of making it more hardcore made it more streamlined. Like, and so there's, as far as we can see, there's just a monk. I guess it depends on what you mean by hardcore. If by hardcore, you just mean more gory and like more things blowing up, then yeah, sure. <laughs> no, that's that's the opposite. I said it wasn't as hardcore. Oh, this wasn't um, as... No, for... No, yeah. no, that's what I mean. Like, if you're talking about this being hardcore, the Redeemer. No, I was not. Oh. Okay. I was saying it looks more streamlined. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like there's less, like not that it's less fun by any means, but it just looks like it's not going to be as, I don't know. It just doesn't look as complex. Maybe that's a better word than hardcore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on like if they have other classes or not. Still yeah. too early to completely tell, but I gotcha. Yeah. And so there's that. Um, let's see. Um, we got a list of the companies that are going to be participating in E3. Um, from a video game standpoint, one of those is Magic the Gathering. What? Which is interesting. Um, we've talked about it before, but there's the whole Magic Digital Next thing that they've talked about and given us extremely vague information on. Yep. Which we just saw. We got a little more information this weekend, kind of. Like, with some vague wording. Yeah. No, it is, like, it is a new ecosystem essentially for mt like for their digital landscape but besides that we don't know maybe that'll be announced here we'll actually get some concrete information on what that means i mean i don't see why you'd participate at e3 as more of like especially when you're not super well known for your online system um unless it is to announce and release like right show it off a little bit more so. And it is worth noting, though, that this isn't that they will be there in their own conference. 
It is just that they right, will be there in some capacity. Yeah. But I mean, and so they could be in somebody's conference. They could just be on the show floor. But regardless, hopefully it's something good. Um, and then also we got news that Xbox's conference has been moved to Sunday from Monday, so it's happening a day earlier. That's kind of just an interesting thing. I don't know Wait, what it really means for us Sunday? as consumers. Yeah. And so I'm not really exactly sure what that's going to Yeah, I guess it will yeah, mean for us, but it is moved to Sunday. So um let's see. And maybe our last thing that we can talk about is that there was some Nintendo Switch stuff that um, came out basically um, a thing was reported stolen um, and there was things of like the interface leaked and then turns out it probably wasn't stolen and all kinds of stuff like that but well essentially it's two uh, sides making major claims so we got a uh, kind of an unboxing video that was released um, by a gentleman um, saying that uh, his pre-order had shown up early and then, so there's some hype, like, talk about that. And so we got a look at the Nintendo Switch and its interfaces and everything. And then Nintendo recently came out saying that that shouldn't have happened, that wouldn't have happened. And they're claiming that the Switches that were somehow released early um, have been stolen. Yeah, that they were stolen and then, like, sold to people. Um, and which means that not that it's the consumer's fault because they just bought a switch, but we'll see. Yeah, it's kind of an ongoing thing. I don't know how you prove any of this at this point. Um, yeah, so does it matter? Like, Craig, now we have the system out that, but no games to play it, so it's okay. Doesn't really, the servers are live. Well, it probably doesn't have any games, anyways. Can't do anything. Yeah. Craig, are you looking forward to and or planning to get a Switch? I am. Um, the question of when is sort of at issue at the moment. I was considering buying one along with the uh, computer I'm building right now, but I was, I was hoping to save a little more money than I ended up doing, so I'm not able to do it just yet. Um, it comes out in March, right? March 3rd. My, yeah. Yeah. So I probably won't be able to get one on release, but I do... I do fully intend to get one this time around. Like I told myself and my friends, I'm like, I'm getting a Wii U, and I didn't get a Wii U, and now I'm like, I need to get a Switch. Cause I haven't actually, I haven't, have I ever owned a Nintendo console, aside from a mobile or portable. I don't think I have. No. I don't think I've ever owned a Nintendo console aside from portable, and I, I love Nintendo games. I've always wanted to play more of them. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah, um I, I'm still debating on whether I'm like I'm gonna get the switch um early on and bring it to PAX or not. Like that's still up in the air. Bring your switch to PAX. Well I don't wanna bring like I wanna yeah. bring it so like to play it with Cameron and stuff and like play some party games. Yeah, like, it's a staple at parties, Craig. And PAX yeah, is a and party. At the gym and like And PAX is a party. The club? Oh, my goodness. oh my god. I'm so gonna be the guy at Planet <laughs> Fitness that has their switch up on the treadmill while I'm running <laughs> playing games. Like I would so do that. That is definitely something I would do. 
but just like this podcast, the Nintendo Switch is a staple of parties. Yeah. <laughs> um, to wrap up our game segment, uh, last little thing coming up, like we mentioned that we have Cameron and I will be at PAX. Um, the schedule has recently been released. Um, we, we'll look that over and we'll talk a little bit more about it next week or whatever about what like we're looking forward to and what we want to attend. But yeah, officially one of, having not looked at the schedule, one of the big things that I'm upset that we missed last year was there was a Towerfall as uh, yeah Towerfall Ascension tournament, um, which is like a little like 2D archery game that I play a ton with the youth group and I think I'm pretty good at. But you will never and so know. this year, if there is one, I really want to actually try to compete. Yeah, we just have to get, um, and just, just see how it goes. Get to where you sign up in time. That is the biggest thing. Is full up. Like, yeah. we're like okay, we'll head there, and then we got there, and it's like, yeah, it's been full for a while. It's like, oh, but it was our, our yeah. it was our first packs, and we just we didn't know how things worked yet. So, yeah. And the good news is this year, since we're going all three days too. Yeah. Like we won't be as rushed on time. Right. We won't feel like so. we're missing out on other things otherwise. And for the record, just like skimming through, there's a Final Fantasy twelve panel on Friday. A twelve panel? Uh are we talking about Zodiac Age then? Is that what probably Yeah, Zodiac Age. Okay. That'll be good. I'll probably check that so. out. I lo- I I actually made it to a square panel at West, so that was so they do a good job. Yeah, we'll we'll look at all that through, and maybe next week we can talk more through the schedule of what all we're excited for and what yeah, we're going to try to exactly. do. We'll look we'll look that over and plan some things out. Also, so that if you guys show up, you'll know where to find us. Uh, yeah. Um, but on to our next segment, movies entertainment. Yeah, let's let's move into movies, TV, flip books, all that stuff. Ooh. Craig, do you have a favorite flip book? Flip book. Uh, okay. Um. Like, that means what it sounds like, right? Yeah, though. It's like when you have a picture and you flip through it. I didn't know that that was a thing. Like, I knew that they were things, but I didn't realize that having a favorite flip book was a thing. It's really not, but... Yeah. Okay. It it, it turns (laughs) out that there's not very much flip book news going on. So we Um, we figured that would be something that we really wanted to start including, so... Something to think about for next time you're on our show. Yeah, I've seen your homework for next well, time. I've seen this one that was Goku versus Superman. That was pretty lit. There you go. I know the one you're talking about. That counts. Okay. That definitely counts. So coming out for releases this week, um, the big one that stood out to us was Get Out. So yeah, this is the uh, which weird is... horror movie about the uh, black guy dating a white girl. <laughs> Goes to see her parents and like the whole neighborhood like is like it's conspiring to like get rid of him or like brainwash him. <laughs> like, it's I, I really hard to tell, right? Yeah, I don't know what's exactly happening in these trailers. Like the, but... Yeah, the trailers are super unclear. The only thing we really know is that Jordan Peele actually came out and was like, "No, yeah, this is this is a discussion about race, race and... in America." And it's like, "Oh, okay, great." <laughs> Now, what does that mean? Oh. <laughs> and so the, the guy, Daniel Kaluuya, C-A-L-U-U-Y-A, um, he's the, the African-American actor and the, the main star. He's going to be in Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, I, like, I mean, he's not um, the Black Panther, but he's going to be a character in that movie. Oh. And so I'm just trying to look through and see what else. I, is there anything else that he's done? I've yeah. seen him before. I just can't place him. 
Yes. Yeah, so. He was in Doctor Who for looks like one episode. I think he was in. Was he an episode of uh, uh, Black Mirror or? I do not know. Maybe. Gosh dang it! Um, I feel like he was in what show? Black Mirror. Black Mirror, the uh, Netflix original series on kind of the like uh, it's was it Twilight Zone like a Twilight Zone twist, but based on technology. Yes, he's in one episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. He's in it's fifteen or fifteen million merits. He plays the character yeah. of Bing. He's the guy that's on the bike, uh, and then he goes in and yep, he brings it. Yeah, okay, from. yeah. Yep. Tim. That's for sure. That's actually really like I enjoyed. That was a weird episode. You know, I don't think that was the weirdest, but definitely not the weirdest. But it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, speaks a lot to the human condition, I think. Um. Yeah, yeah. that's like the biggest so, one. Um, it's also worth noting that it is uh directed and written by Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. Oh. Mm. If you guys like those guys, I do. I, I do like, like them. them. I got into them way late. This might be, I'll let, I'll let, I don't know if Chris, if you're planning to go see this, I'll let you see this and then tell me if it's the type of horror movie I would like. So I don't know what type of horror movies you would like. Basically, is it Saw? No. If it's, it's close to Saw, Saw, I don't want to see it. Saw. It's probably not Saw. So, but if it's like suspense horror, I'm in. All right. All right. Like, um. This, this you might like this actually, especially because it, it like, like I think this is like considering it is written to invoke ideas like to be a part of a conversation about racism or race mm-hmm. or race in America I guess um like I think it's a it'll be an interesting movie to watch regardless. I'm watching it. Yeah. I, I think it sounds interesting. Craig and I will go together. Okay. Y'all can do that. Your okay. like bro date to that one really cool theater that has that great deal. That we've talked about if before. Only they had, uh, they were gonna air like if that was the theater I was gonna have this movie. Oh, Lamar okay. Malloy. Really? Yeah, they have. Uh, they they're not gonna air this movie. No, but I don't, I'm not they have a deals. they have a ten dollar date night deal, <laughs> and it's a large popcorn and two drinks. Oh, sick! Yeah, super good deal. Like, oh, okay. Um, I'll go on the date night with you any night. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You get me for uh, a whole week, Cameron. My love for popcorn. Yeah, I do. <laughs> my love for popcorn is insatiable. Um, other movies and entertainment news. Uh, the Power Rangers got a, another trailer. Looks. Can you hear how excited I am about this? Yeah. I am so excited. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to this. I want to check this out. Sorry about um, that. But we'll see. I'm hesitantly interested. That's what I mean. Like, I'm probably not going to see it in theaters, but. Yeah, I'm for sure not going to watch it in theaters, but I will watch it eventually. I will watch it on Netflix. It'll probably be on Netflix. That's a fair bet. <laughs> probably sooner rather than later, Sorry. actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest. But I think it looks cool in the sense that I'm excited for them to, to take it in that direction. Like, it doesn't look like it's a movie targeting kids. Yeah. No, it, um, yeah, it doesn't, for sure. No, yeah, it's definitely targeted toward us who grew up on Power Rangers. Like, I right. like And I think that that's really cool. And I like that. I like that but, that's the market indicator anymore. Like, is instead of, like, children's movies having this huge market, like, everything is actually kind of, like, even if it is kind of made toward children, it still targets 
like the nostalgia factor really well like yeah. anymore. Yeah. We must see. So else from movies, um, Lego Batman holding number one at the box office. Well, aside from it being kind of a slow weekend to begin with, yeah, I heard it was actually. Really this is true. <laughs> I've heard good things. Yeah. I heard you don't even necessarily. Need... Well, I've heard that it's better to watch the other one before seeing the Lego this. movie. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because that's kind of that's the character. I hear they allude a, a lot to it and stuff. And it's a different Batman too. Different Batman, but I mean. Well, no, I mean like the Lego Batman Personally, is a different yeah. Batman from all the other. Oh Batmans. yeah, yeah, definitely. So like you know, watching yeah. the Lego movie kind of gives you a little context into that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I like that. That's one of the things that I kind of I mean I think they do really well with Batman specifically, mm-hmm. is that there's so many different versions of him. That you can kind of take your is it gritty? Is it like where are you at? And so I like that as a character, Batman is opened up to that. But this is one I've been meaning to go see, and I've just been busy with church stuff, so I haven't been able to. But I just never go to the theater, um, <laughs> unfortunately. I, yeah. I actually went to a movie this weekend, but I opted for The Great Wall over Batman because it's like you know, yes, Batman's good, but I don't really know about this. I'm, I I'm mean, interested. The Great Wall did yeah. make two hundred forty-four million overseas. I'm not surprised. It made more yeah. overseas than it did over here. Like it doesn't surprise me one yeah. little bit. I, I think it's really, mostly because Chinese people apparently love Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. I really enjoyed it. I it, it was. I read all or not all. I read a few of the user reviews from Rotten Tomatoes and was just like, okay, so you guys are just pretending to be critics and not actually watching the movie as a <laughs> movie goer. So. Why should I even bother listening to you then? Because it's not, you know, it's it's kind of a tilted reality you're looking at this movie through. It was an action movie. It was a war movie. And, you know, it was a co-op piece between Chinese production and American production. If you've ever watched another Chinese movie before, you kind of know what to expect. And actually, if you were hoping for crazy martial arts and stuff that, you know, like, you know, the flying through the air kind of thing that they do. It wasn't there. It was all relatively realistic, with the exception of the you know main plot points of the story. It was a really good movie. Yep. I agree. Hmm. Still not seeing it in theaters. I have to On think. a scale of Sour Patch Kids to Mike and Ike's, how would you rate it? That's a crappy scale. <laughs> what? Wait, which one's the high, the high one? <laughs> that's up. That's your choice. It doesn't, uh, doesn't matter. I don't like Mike and Ike's at all. One tiny bit. So, so Sour guess, Patch I, Kids. Yeah, I guess Sour Patch Kids is better somewhat. So Sour Patch Kids. There you go, guys. Sour okay, Patch Kids moving movie. on. Our next segment, um, we're going to go into anime. Um, Chris, what do you got for us this week? So this week... Um, we got a couple good releases on Netflix um, in terms of Cyborg 009, a very old anime series um, dating back to like 19, like 1970, like ah, really early, like super old, um, revolving around us, these created cyborgs who um, are pretty much combating, you know, just keep making sure human, like the human race survives things. And, um, but anime, uh, Netflix got some rights to it and, release their most recent um iteration of it uh i've been so i started watching that it's decent i'm not as familiar with the cyborg uh universe i remember watching some on uh 
Toonami way back, I believe. Then again, I don't know how much I could trust. Like, I feel like I've watched it, but at the same time, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, for back then. Um, and we got season two of Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix as well, who have been developing. And that is a... Uh, I really enjoy that series, um, at least the first season. I haven't started watching the second yet. I'm sorry. Wait, you said it's up? Yeah. <gasps> Came out last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> there is some excitement coming from again. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Seven Deadly Sins season two came out this last weekend, along with Cyborg 009. Um, and yeah, so I, need to watch I will it. give you guys an update I next week after it. I watch a few episodes of it. Um, in the meantime, you guys should watch the first season because oh it I is super know. good. Um, it revolves. Would I like it? I think you would. Yes. Yes, it is very. It, okay, I'll check it out this it week. It is. Uh, more. Sh- it's a. Uh, shonen um you know epic kind of like it's adventurous fantasy um styled so none of the tropes you're thinking like of other enemies that i don't like exactly um very cool so those are the two for this week check them out um i will brush up on some cyborg 009 history as well i just like um, in terms of like styling though, uh, Cyborg 009 is more I want to say, I guess computer generated than drawn, um, which also led to some style mm. changes from the original to this one, like in terms of character design and stuff. But I'm trying to remember because you said you watched it on Netflix. I'm trying to see if I've seen it or on Toonami. It might have been Adult Swim. I feel like it is still a pretty mature. Um, anime for back then. It looks vaguely familiar. Yeah, I mostly remember the guy with the really long nose for some reason. I don't know yeah. what from, but I feel like I know him from somewhere and knew him from somewhere. So, but yeah, so and yeah, that's anime for the week. I don't know. Yes. What do you have anything to say about so let's... Seven Deadly Sins? Craig? I need to watch season two. <laughs> Really enjoyed the first one. It was um, mm-hmm. I I kind of tend to have a uh, type for anime. Like I like watching anime, but I'm just not like a huge buff. I kind of tend to stay within my genre circle. Like you were a big fan of Attack That's on Titan. Kind of Titan, how I am right? too. Yeah, I I liked Attack on Titan. I watched FMA probably. Oh yeah, countless that's times. right. FMA was a. I started getting into uh, Blue Exorcist and D Gray Man, and like D Gray Man was like a clone. Blue Exorcist has uh, updates too. I, I I haven't really. I'm they started a new up. season of that uh, a while ago, but it it's, it was okay. Right. It's not something I've ever like desired to go back into. Um, and there's some movies that I really enjoyed too. Lately, it's been sort of a fantasy kick for me for anime when I do watch it. Seven Deadly mm. Sins is my most recent like adornment anime and i they i knew they left it off at a place where there would be a second season yeah but i didn't i i had no idea we didn't know was coming yeah we didn't know what the timing was but yeah they announced it a while ago and then yeah just came out last weekend the 17th i think is that's, when it that's got super put up. exciting for me like uh it fills a void i've been not watching any of my tv shows <laughs> like i had like 13 at the beginning of fall and i was like uh no <laughs> There's some, so like, I'm, I tried, not, I'm not caught up on anything at all. I, yeah, I've done that a lot too and... recently, especially for fall TV. Like, uh, yeah. I tried watching Emerald City, which is like the uh, Oz 
based oh, that's right. uh, TV series. And it, like, it started off good, but I just couldn't keep watching it. But Yes, yeah, so no, I love TV. Netflix series right now. Binging is just the best way for me to get stuff in. Though I, I guess I did get caught up on um, Adventure Time and Steven Universe. So I still need to get caught up on Adventure Time so and good. Steven Universe. Both of those. I like them both. But that concludes our anime section. So we'll move right on into uh, tech, which is not a ton to talk about. Um, mostly rumors and like vague descriptions. Pretty much. So welcome to our Something Witty uh, segment. Um, we There's rumors about the 1080 Ti. If you guys are into computer gaming, 1080 being the probably, well. Is the XP out yet? I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't think the XP was out. I know that they keep talking about it, and people are like, oh, XP, get the XP. Um, it's like, this is not Should out be yet. coming out between the G- the graphics conference. What is it called? GDC. GDC. Um, game Developers yeah, Conference? Yeah. Somewhere between GDC. GDC and E3. And E3 um, is that's like what's <laughs> rumored. Thank, thanks. That's quite the range, because GDC yeah. is coming up fast. Well, I think people are also saying like it's either going to be GDC or E3 when they release it, because that's how they've been doing it historically. Um, I think they've only released one graphics card on GDC, though. Usually it's around E3 that they like, here you go, here's the new one. But both both uh, NVIDIA and AMD have segments at GDC this year. Yes. So, so that's, that's fueling promising. that rumor. Yeah. Um, and then the price point. The price point rumors are my favorite. Because it's between the 1080 and, and the Titan. Titan X, which is the range between the 1080 and the Titan X is literally like 400 some odd dollars. So it's like it's either going to be 800 or it's going to be 1100. And everyone's like, thanks. thanks. That's super helpful. Although this architecture has been pretty cheap to manufacture. Like has... Their price points have been phenomenal to begin with. So I'm hoping that we're going to see a relatively low price point i don't see it being under nine i don't see it being under nine either i'm thinking they're I, like just in terms of marketing you, you're gonna sell this thing at around at least a thousand yeah exactly. like i it doesn't make sense to market it below that i mean yeah it's, it's the it's unless the amd forces like, why you to, would you unless amd forces you to which they haven't done a super good job like intel's still got a pretty cozy lead on or CPUs at the moment. But we're not talking about CPUs. I know. About... I'm just saying, like, it, it's 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 a it's how things go. It's a phase. But I'm saying, like, a, like depending on what AMD announces in terms of like new graphics architectures and stuff, we will see. Depending on, we'll we'll see what the price point of the TI. I guess my point is, you know, if Ryzen isn't majorly competitive, it doesn't I don't need see. To be, I don't see why. But usually CPUs are a good indication of what's coming for GPUs because it's sort of, it's not centered around it, but it's in kind of the universe of that or the solar system of that. And it's like, if Ryzen wasn't impressive, I or it's not unimpressive. I shouldn't say that because Ryzen wasn't unimpressive by any Ryzen is phenomenal. It is. But if you can spend the money, you're still better off going with a 7700K. Like in the long run. I mean that's still kind of maybe debatable, we don't but... have we don't have all the specs yet like we don't have all the information we need to know we don't know how it's competing yeah. like how it's being used in real life in real time and then also that as an indicator like we AMD has done a phenomenal job keeping up in the GPU market but they're still always behind Nvidia and it might it know, might be a customer a good... perception thing yeah too, I'm pretty but... sure that's customer perception I think that's your bias it might be. And yeah, recently, like Nvidia has kind of taken a hold, especially with the 10 series. They've really yeah. like established the market lead, but we don't know what's going to happen with with AMD's. 
Well, I guess NVIDIA was really able to pull it out because of the fact that they were they drop prices dramatically. Whereas yeah. AMD, you know, there's not really a whole lot of room to drop prices for them. They're already low. But they don't need, yeah, exactly. They don't need to, but they force, like, what's so great about AMD existing is they force other companies to drop theirs. Yeah, it's true. Like, that competitive market edge yep. is so nice that they have a competitor because now they can't just set ridiculous price points and be like, yep, you have to pay. You guys it. did it last generation. You might as well pay it again this time, despite <laughs> anything. Consoles still do that. Yes, they do. <laughs> So yeah, that's 1080 Ti. Hopefully, we'll see more. Um, I can't afford it, so I won't be getting one. I'm already getting a 1080. I'm not waiting for yeah. the Ti, <laughs> and I'm, again, I'm not going to spend another two, three, four hundred dollars for a graphics card. That's honestly, I'd be shocked if the performance of the Ti was actually significantly better. I mean, I'm not even getting a 1080, so I'm I'm going 1070 for because I'm not I'm not ready to run 4K. I'm not going to have the monitors to run it, but... <laughs> um, there are some iPhone 8 rumors. Uh, I didn't do much research on that because I'm not an iPhone user. I am, but I... Yeah. Like, there's been a lot of really big rumors around this iPhone 8. The, originally, when they first released the 7, they were kind of like... People were rumoring that they held back on the 7, or the 7 Plus, so that... Or 7S... 7 plus? No, it's just a 7 plus, right? Or 7 right now. They're skipping to 8. Um, so that they could overload the 8 with a bunch of new features. Right now, the newest rumor on the horizon is that um, they're using lasers for facial recognition. Well, which is also like what like Apple kind of has to do because currently they're at, like, they only announce stuff every year. It's not like they're not on a Samsung schedule where it's like, a, you know, like yeah. they do, they do a like two years between sets is Apple and it's in the mobile market. That is too long anymore. Yeah, they're, is, they're being forced is. to start yep. doing a, hopefully move to a six months. So you have the seven in the spring, in the fall, you'll have the seven S next number iteration every year. Now I've had facial recognition yeah. on my computer before. And I got to admit, like it was okay. It worked okay. It was to like 2009 when I got there, not 2009, it was like 2010, 2011 when I got the computer. So that tells you, you know, the, the quality of the facial recognition process or program. Yeah. It was okay, but putting punching in a code or a four-digit code isn't such an inconvenience for me that I really, really want that facial recognition. I use a six-digit code even, and it doesn't even... Yeah, like, so, like, but yeah. The, I use a four. It's not a big deal. Yeah. The thing that really excites me, though, actually, is the idea that they're making the screen bigger by eliminating boundaries. Not necessarily boundaries, but, you know, like... Right oh, now, wait, there's these. Didn't Apple say that people didn't want bigger screens? <laughs> they did say that. That was but a long time ago. But... More like, you know, like there's these big giant black bars on the top and little ones on the sides of the phone right now. I'm pretty sure that's mostly a jab at. Um, that's made mostly a jab at the Pixel. Was it? Yeah, because the Pixels, like especially on the top and bottom. Um, hmm? Oh, I see what you're saying. I hope they do. Because honestly, I would, I, I would really. But don't like... forget, the Pixel was Google's first actual like phone from the ground up, so and yeah. it did super well, and I'm excited to see what they have, more so than what Apple's been doing. Because the question is, Apple, are you gonna bring us? Are you gonna bring the headphone jack back? <laughs> Probably not. Probably oh. not. I've already, I've already bought a, uh, a Bluetooth dongle? tape adapter. <laughs> oh, my tape deck. Because that's how I, that's why I listen to music in my car is through my tape deck. And uh, I, I just bought 
a Bluetooth tape adapter because I'm so tired of not being able <laughs> to charge my phone to. and listen to music at the same time. <laughs> and like replacing the deck in my car is like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. So that's not an option at this point. So yeah. So that's really it for tech. Um, I don't know. Unless we miss something, let us know. Yeah. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that. Conversation. There's a lot of words said in that segment. Yes, lots of words. And hopefully you <laughs> and enjoyed I, them all. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't know what a 1080 Ti was until like the very end of that conversation. And Craig <laughs> said graphics card. I was like, oh, okay. I'm on board now. I know what we're talking I'm about. I'm pretty sure there's one in my computer. I think I have one of those. Yeah, I was like, I think I have that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Honestly, not sure. But um, I think that that, I mean, we get to make that joke a lot about tech because that's kind of Chris's thing on the podcast. But I think that's a good emphasis on like, you can be geeky about very different yeah. things. Yep, we can. But, uh, like, I'm a huge geek, but I have the hardware side of tech is very out there for me. So, yeah. Um, so let's go on and um, get ready for our next segment. By get ready, I mean here it is. We're going to do some <laughs> Magic the Gathering and other tabletop games. And so. There was some some events or some events. There were events. There was also some news that came out this week. Um, some of it came from the Hasbro Toy Fair. We got some pictures of what the next Magic Sets packaging is going to be. Yeah, we did. Um, we also got um, the packaging for Arch Enemy Nico Bolas, which is also going to have a cool life counter with it. Um, we're getting a new Gideon, a new Liliana for the Planeswalker decks which means we're probably getting a new Gideon and Liliana in the set itself. Um, we also got what was possibly the focus of the five Egyptian gods that they're going to be using, which are solidarity, knowledge, strength, ambition, and zeal. Um, and so we'll see what that is. Um, Those are and all then the something else of the packaging too, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Probably. At least most or of them like, are. Yeah. We're um, we're it's also things. worth noting, um, I saw somebody else said this, so I don't. I didn't research, but a while back we got some boosters leaked, as well as some information on what the next Magic set would be. And apparently, the boosters that are shown at the Toy Fair match the leaked ones from the survey leak, which means we might be heading to Aztec Atlantis um, at the end of the year. Uh-huh. So, so we'll see about that. Hopefully, we'll get more Merfolk there. Um, Cameron and his merfolk I love my merfolk we have some merfolk news later on actually Um, we also got some unofficial uh, magic site we got the packaging from Modern Masters 2017 Um, and so two of the cards are uh, they they, they revealed three on the packaging one's Domery Raid one's Gristlebrand then the other is some angel I don't know what it is but um, so that's that's a thing, um, and so we'll see how, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but then yeah. let's see. Oh, then the last thing, um, Merfolk news. A shout out to Jonathan Zakzek. Um, he took second place at GP Vancouver playing Merfolk. So um, he's a YouTuber that I follow who <laughs> pretty much exclusively plays Merfolk. And so he's on YouTube as Nikachu. If he was, so, if he would have won with anything else, we wouldn't care. But he won with more yep, folks. So. Accurate. 
Hundred percent. He got second. <laughs> well, either way, hundred percent wouldn't care. Yeah, if he placed second but, with anything else, we would have been like, not worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, but um, but shout out to him. Merfolk is obviously the second best modern deck. So, yeah. okay, because <laughs> that's how result. That's how results work, right? Done. <laughs> And so, and then in board gaming stuff, um, board game geek con, um, premium badges have gone on sale, um, which means we'll be like normal badges will be on sale later. Um, I'm trying to find the specific date of the con, uh, but I think it's in Dallas, Fort Worth. And so, um, near your hometown. That's just if you, yeah, there it is. <laughs> November 15th through November 19th, um, at the, um, Hyatt Regency in DFW. And so I will not be attending. But, um, ooh, sidebar. So game I think that that's the same as PAX Unplugged. No, I don't think it's the same, is yeah. it? Yeah. Isn't that the same as PAX Unplugged? I don't think it is. No. PAX is mid-November, 17th through 19th. So that's just saying. Like, I, Well, that's that, that's, that right. is overlapping then. Is it? I thought you said... Because 15th through 19th. Oh, I thought you said 5th is... through 9th. Oh, no. No, no. 15th through 19th. And so, if that is the case, let me do some Googling. Do you think Pax did that intentionally, or did they just not realize? I have I have no clue. Yep, that is the same weekend. And so, I don't know. I don't know. Then again, that's, yeah, it's, then again Pax is more so for those indie developers than anything. So... We'll but see. Maybe that is very interesting. Think styles. Maybe we'll get some good board game um, news out of that event. So, who knows? We'll find out. We'll have to wait and see. Um, and we're expecting to be invited to those. Probably not going to yeah. happen, but we're expecting. Even though I can't go, but <laughs> Chris will go as a representative of our company. Exactly. My company, I, can... I mean, the two of us. We <laughs> <laughs> mean this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, um, we don't have a company. We... <laughs> so that's that. Um, let's go to our, our last segment, which is um, what have be, we been playing, reading, watching, and listening to? Um, Craig, why don't you start us off? Oh, playing, reading, watching, listening to. Um, okay, well, actually, I just got done with a uh, stream set for the daytime playing a game called Lovers in Dangerous Space Time. It's free on Xbox right now at the moment. Oh, yeah. And it's really fun. Um, I'm trying to think of... Like, it's sort of formatted similar to a dungeon crawl, but the uh, mechanics of it are like asteroids. So you wander around this little map that's... Uh, you know, it's got... Plan or you're in space, essentially, so you're either in like an asteroid field or planetary bodies and stuff, and you've got little guns on your ship and you shoot bad guys and environmental environmental hazards and stuff and you got to try and save all these little friends and once you save all the friends you get all the love and it's super great so pikmin <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun i enjoyed it thoroughly and the bosses get incrementally harder and uh it's a couch it's a multiplayer couch game too that's probably a big part of that um I got to the third boss and I could not. I got I got super stuck for a while because it was really hard to play with just one player. 
but I imagine with with other people, other people in multiplayer on the couch with you, it would be tons and tons of fun. Um, other than that, I haven't really been playing anything of note. I've been on a siege kick. Uh, I hit gold four last night. Siege? Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, Rainbow Six? Yeah. Hit gold four last night, which was super exciting, but... Nerd. Nothing... <laughs> What does gold for mean? Uh, it's just your ranking. So, like, you know, when you play ranked, it goes oh, okay. bronze, silver, gold, plat, diamond. So, but I've oh, never gotten okay. gold in any. No, that's not true. Take it back. I'm like... golden Overwatch too. So, but I guess before Overwatch, I hadn't got gold in anything before. So that was exciting. <laughs> and then I haven't been reading anything, watching anything really, other than I got caught up with Adventure Time. Actually, I got ahead in Adventure Time because I don't think Islands is out yet. But um, that's super exciting. And then I've been obsessively listening to Watsky. Watsky's new album, X Infinity. By new, I mean last fall. <laughs> Are you going to listen to that one until it's dead in your head? Uh, no, I'm already moving off. Well, I guess I <laughs> So yes, I am. I'm already slowly starting to move off. Of it. Craig has a tendency to listen to things. I'd exhaust Like him. full, yeah. <laughs> he was obsessed with... Hamilton. Hamilton for months. And then before that, it was 21 Pilots. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, because he, he loves music. So He used to be a musician in a former yeah. life. Well, Chris, what about you? Um, so as I mentioned, I started watching Cyborg 009. Um, I also watched uh, a couple movies on Netflix. I watched It Follows, this really weird horror movie. That's essentially an S, like the horror, like the scary thing about it is the things that ST, an STD essentially. It's a metaphor for <laughs> sexually transmitted diseases. The whole like, movie yeah. is just a metaphor. You, so in this movie, you are haunted by something and it's trying, it's trying to kill you. It's constantly walking at you at a fairly, very slow pace. It's really not hard to get away from, but I can imagine like how it could catch up to you if you like fall asleep or something. Um, and you can lock it out and stuff, but it has strength. And but only people who have contracted it can see it, too. Um, but you pass it on to the next person um, by having sex with them, <laughs> and then like once it kills them, it'll come back to you. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like I said, really bizarre, really weird movie. Um, it kind of freaked me out just because not just because doesn't resolve so in that sense and those are typically my favorite types of horror movies but really weird really awkward movie um don't really recommend it i'm in a monogamous relationship so i didn't find it scary at all (laughs) i'm not in a relationship (laughs) and i found it and i just freaked out i'm like this is just so weird like i didn't think about like how it's acted but like can you imagine like i have friends who are sexually active what if they catch it and i'm with them well, doesn't it affect you? It only affects them. They're gonna get this handled in front of me potentially. Like that would it be is freaky. a freaky idea. Like <laughs> there's a scene where like she's sitting in a beach chair and it pulls her hair and like so th- those those that's really what's freaking me out. Not I didn't so much find it, I, was I didn't find it scary it. at all. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, it was super ridiculous movie and ow. Um, I also watched Woman in Gold. Um, based on the true story revolving about a uh, Holocaust survivor from Austria. Um, her family was pretty well off, and her paintings got, and everything got stolen. And it, it was about like the court cases leading up to her reclaiming and 
reclaiming these pieces of art, um, particularly one of her aunt, the woman in gold um, piece. Uh, it has um, Ryan Reynolds in it. Ooh. So okay, okay. That's really what I was like. I saw him. I was like, I'm gonna watch this because. Yeah, that's that's the reason and I would it, watch that. It was too. just a really good movie. It 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 has some good themes revolving around um, like uh, national identity, especially for countries who were like in Europe. Um, revolving around national identity, of, uh, such as um, especially within art and um, particularly those who survived the Holocaust or and as are immigrants to the U.S. as a result of those times. Um, so yeah, I recommend that movie. So that movie's worth watching. And then that was Brian Reynolds in it. Of course, it's worth watching. <laughs> yeah, really. True. Um, that's what I've been watching. Uh, reading. I've been reading lots of technical books because school, you know. Nerd. Yep. And that's about it. <laughs> Who does school? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that's what I've been. What about you, Cameron? So for me, um, we had a big church event over the weekend, and so I was uh, down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, for a thing called Winterfest, which is a giant youth rally. Um, like twelve thousand teens from across the country were there. So um, I was there at the church youth group, and so um, I haven't had a ton of time. Uh, because that took a ton of my time and it was really good. But um, let's see this week I finished uncharted four, um, the main story. Enough. And so now I'm going through and doing a bunch of other stuff um, in the game. Um, I really liked it. It seemed to be a good wrap up to this series. Um, it was a really cool conversation um, in the end where they talk about like finding your purpose in life. And so I thought that was really cool. And then let's see, I taught the youth group how to play coup which is a card game. And then I think played some Uno because the youth group likes Uno. I hate that game. And then playing <laughs> Fire Emblem and Pokemon Duel. That's story of your life. pretty much yep. it for me. Sounds good. That concludes our episode for the week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Craig, for showing up. Be sure to find him on Twitter and look up No Plan B on Twitch and Twitter as well. Um, Thank you yeah. guys for being here, and um, be sure yep. to find us on all those platforms as well. We'll make, not Twitch yet, but Twitter, PlayStation Community um, at one geek four one one, our email which is one st geek four one one. Then you can rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Chris looks extremely excited about I something. I forgot something. Before oh we no! Log out, let me thank thank you to don't worry be happy. Um for being our first commenter on iTunes. Um, that's all. Yeah. I could read their okay. comment if you guys want, but we won't. Go for it's, it. They say, if you enjoy discussions about geek culture, including collectible card games, television, movies, video game reviews, and tabletop games, give this podcast a try. So, thanks. Don't worry. Be happy. I don't know who it is, but... Aww. Yep. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. Did that on February 10th, and it's like, first review is up, and I love Ooh. it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If you review us um you give us five stars for sure i mean if it's a one star we might talk about it but not on the podcast but <laughs> if you give us a five-star review we'll try to read it on the podcast so 
and give you a shout out. Like, if so. you give us a one star, you better tell us why so we can improve because that's just messed up. Yeah, that, that, that's what I said. We'll talk about it off air, and we're always up for feedback. Yes, always. Because so, we do want to improve our quality. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's it for this week. Chris, it was, good, it was a pleasure as always. And Craig, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's really good to be here. I love you. I know.